0: Hey, it's week three of Take a Spin with Steve and Colin. Hey, pal. Hey, what's up? You know, uh, we have a fun one for everybody this week, and we already started talking about this, and I had to hit record real quick because (laughs) we have thoughts. (laughs) Everybody knows Black Sabbath. Everybody likes Black Sabbath. If you don't like Black Sabbath, you're probably dead to me. (laughs) However, what most people don't know, most people don't know that Black Sabbath continued after Ozzy those of us that give what? a crap yeah i know well, hey spoiler alert but what most people don't know is that black sabbath continued after ronnie james dio and because no one ever talks about the fact that black sabbath continued after ronnie james dio and why would you but apparently you know tony iomi wanted to keep making music and uh <laughs> Despite his best <laughs> efforts to make solo albums, the record company was like, "You know, Tony, if you slap the words "black Sabbath" on this, we'll sell a few more Might albums sell. So <laughs> um, this one we picked I put this on the list because like when we were originally talking about doing this, you actually have this on vinyl. Yep. And I didn't know Imagine this it. album existed until I saw your vinyl. Because I didn't know that Black Sabbath continued after Ronnie James Dio. Again, why would you? So I think this is a
1: fascinating band uh, for many, many reasons. But yes, their discography is kind of like Blue Oyster Cult where there's more. I, there are more singers. Um, Johnny Ray... Um, wow, that was terrible. Um <laughs> <laughs> Dio left after mob rules and then basically there was like one two three four five six seven eight n- nine more albums after
0: that there was nine more after dio Th- was it just yeah, a yeah. revolving door of singers
1: uh sort of yes uh Ugh. born again had a different uh ian gillam i think uh then uh glenn hughes took over sudden star that lasted like five live shows um i think internal idol um was tony martin headless corpse i think was tony martin and there was tire or tear there's an album called
0: headless corpse yep 1989 (laughs) okay i know dehumanizer actually had dio on it because they got back together with him briefly
1: yeah he came back i think cross purposes forbidden and then uh, ozzy came back i think for 13 which was their 19th album but you know funny you you mentioned that though because like ronnie james left with um mob rules that's 1981 and i pretty much thought that that band was over
0: yeah yeah
1: lo and behold daryl moore
0: well okay so you're right ian gillen of deep purple fame played on board again and apparently that was the last album to feature bill ward oh and geezer butler so yeah. geezer came back uh sometime later i think with if i'm not mistaken with uh dehumanizer but bill ward was done forever at this point and then that, i think they came back for 13 they definitely came back think, well, bill ward didn't the... play on 13 he didn't no i don't remember let's no um if i'm not mistaken that was brad wilk from uh rage against the machine audio slip oh. yep
1: yep the band was joined under recording sessions by drummer brad wilk yeah there you go what um, what
0: a great oh, can you imagine? Like you're like hey uh, phone rings you pick it up and you're like hello it's Tony Iommi that's uh, a very bad Tony Iommi and uh, you know can you imagine this that like deeper. yeah it, it is and he's I don't know what part of England he's from I can't remember but he has a lovely Birmingham, accent Birmingham probably yes. very, yeah, that's right that's where they're from Birmingham <coughs> Um, so the album we're going to talk about it's is Seventh Star that Colin mentioned which was the album that Glenn Hughes sang on and then famously made it through five dates on the tour before he got fired. <laughs> Apparently,
1: Glenn, Glenn decided to speak with his fists at one point, and that was it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> speak with his fists. That does tend to be a real death knell in um, band relationships. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, you had this on on vinyl. And and when you look at the cover on this, like, no one can see this. But if you're listening, you have to look this up because Tony Iomi's looking around like, what the sweet hell have I done?
1: (laughs) It it is a meme that I will dub the Sad Tony. (laughs) It needs to be be on everything. This is a shot. (laughs) See, no one
0: uses this because no one knows this exists.
1: I looked this up. This, this shot was taken directly following the phone conversation he had with the uh, management when they're like, yeah, we're not going to do a solo album again. We're going to do a Black Sabbath album.
0: Really? This was taken right after that? <laughs> <laughs> no
1: but that's the way it looks <laughs> it looks exactly like he was just told no
0: <laughs> it's so
1: sad and dejected it's just like you're looking at it he's just kind of looking he's looking down in the middle of a desert and it's just like first of all why am I wearing a leather jacket with fringe all Right. <laughs> but he's just kind of looking down and there's just, a, a, just such a sad Tony face it's just oh my god and and if you look at it out from an album cover standpoint, and this is why we picked this, first of all, it's called Black Sabbath featuring Tony Iommi. Yeah. Seven
0: star. And when this sad Tony image on the front, you're like, this album sucks. Yeah, that's that's your first thought. You're like, this is gonna be laughable. And um yeah. So for anybody that uh, doesn't know Glenn Hughes, he has done basically everything. And if you'd like to hear something more modern, he currently has a band called The Dead Daisies um which is actually really quite good if you like his style of singing and that I I would describe it as it's pretty similar to uh I would say to 80s metal and then sort of like a cross with um this sort of No, it sounds a lot like this album. Never mind. I was trying to find a good way to say that, but it sounds a lot like this album. <laughs> And that's the yep. spoiler alert yep. on this, right? This album doesn't suck. In fact, Mm-mm. it's pretty good. Like, it's a bad Black Sabbath album because it's not Black Sabbath. Yes. But overall, it's actually really solid. Yeah,
1: I would I would say uh from wikipedia not that that's the bible of anything but they know more than i do Uh, the born again album before this one and also seven star were supposed to be solo album concepts by tony iomi who either got locked into the longest contract ever um or just loved black Sabbath and playing music so much that he just kind of went along with everything, but who knows? He could have been a massive debt by then too. I don't know. Um, but yes, I think at some point if this album had been released as just a Tony Iommi album or just a totally different name, it might've been more successful, but because they slapped it under the black Sabbath name, people
0: were like, this is the, we thought born Again was bad. <laughs> i've never heard born again thank god um but i think you're right like i'm curious as to what the what the the circumstances were that that this had to be a black sabbath album and couldn't just be a tony iomi solo album i really don't know
1: yeah i don't know the history behind the recording album you know the studio at the moment um i think was well it was warner brothers they basically said they refused to release the album as tony iomi solo release uh again insisting on using the black sabbath name they figured their band manager figured that they would actually sell records at this point um, under black sabbath uh, and not as iomi or uh, even a totally different name at that point um you think at this point this is 1986 you think iomi street cred would give them some uptick somewhere but <laughs> you know the the record labels they know better and i think after realizing that this band put out 19 albums that nobody knows about <laughs> you know
0: <laughs> is it you know should have stopped. <laughs> one of the things about this album that's interesting is the um the lineup on this album so Obviously, Tony Iomi, rock and roll legend. Mm-hmm. Then you have a guy um, who played bass named Dave Spitz. And Dave Spitz did uh, some stuff with Great White and White Lion, or if you put them together, Great White Lion. Um, but interestingly, that the same band. <laughs> it is now. This guy um, uh, is a black belt in Okinawan karate. And, uh, d- yeah, he, I'm reading about this. He has like, he's this incredibly, uh, highly honored, uh, karate sensei at this point, which is really kind of cool. And then you've got, uh, the Jeff Nichols, um, Jeff Nichols played keyboards and then like, he's played with a bunch of people, but no one particularly, um, You know, no one particularly huge. Like, this guy played a bunch of stuff in the band. He died in 2017. But the real ringer in this band (laughs) is Eric Singer, who was a once and is now again the drummer for Kiss. Mm -hmm. And like, Eric Singer's a beast of a drummer, and Boy, does his drumming really help this album, especially when you were coming from I wanna say it was Vinny Apassy who was playing drums in the Dio years. Yes. yes, he did.
1: Dio took Dio took Apicy after Mom Rules. Yeah. And so again, Born Again was a completely different band lineup and and this band this um this version of Sabbath fell into the same thing basically, where this Born Again totally fell apart. I only had to start all over again. So
0: Yeah. So You have this like lineup, and then you know Glenn Hughes. He, I said, he's played with everyone. He was in Deep Purple. I think he sang for a while in Deep Purple. Um, Now he's got the Dead Daisies. He did Black Country uh, Communion, which I think is is that the band with Joe Bonamassa, yeah, Mm -hmm. and Jason Bonham and Derek Sherinian. So this guy's done everything there is to do in music, and he can also say that he was a singer for Black Sabbath for eight minutes.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um yeah, Hughes has a really good vocal screaming style. Like I, I kind of you know, moving from Dio to Hughes wasn't necessarily a, a, a huge shift. Um I agree. I mean Dio's Dio of course, but you know, like the, the concept was there and you know, um and, and Gillen before that wasn't a horrible choice. He's just a little too bluesy where the Yes it, it just didn't quite work for that particular setting but yeah mm-hmm. i think if you were to say glenn hughes was kind of that 80s style that hairband metal this is 1986 so yes that was a really good um kind of a good choice it just <laughs> uh in in funny funny thing well so clearly glenn hughes and iomi never had any issues because i finally released his solo album in like 2000 um, which I don't think Glenn Hughes actually sings on, but he got to release Fused in 2005, which he did do with, um, it looks like, I think he said, uh, yeah, he collaborated with Hughes on, on that third album. So oh, they, they stung around and, and he sang some more. Uh, they have a pretty good friendship and stuff. So that that concept definitely works.
0: Fascinating. And, you know, I think about a singer like Glenn Hughes on The later Sabbath albums, like especially Never Say Die, which is, I say later Sabbath, the later Ozzy Sabbath albums. um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I guess I forget now. Um, You know, those, I think like Technical Ecstasy and especially Never Say Die are just bad. Like they're not good. And I actually think they would be better if someone like Glenn Hughes had sang them because of his delivery compared to Ozzy's Ozzy has has a I would call Ozzy's like singing um, quirky in that he has he has very unique things that he does it's part of what makes him so great and on those albums when Sabbath had shifted to a more straightforward rock sound Ozzy doesn't work in that concept like he works better when there's riffs And I think that's why this album works with someone like Glenn Hughes, because there's not a lot of riffs on this album. Like when you think of Sabbath, you think of things like Iron Man and Sweet Leaf and Warpigs, like these huge riffs. And this album doesn't have that. No. It's more of like the Dio style where it's like, right? There's like lots of rhythms. Yeah.
1: There's there's singing. Yeah. You know, and that's not really Ozzy's. Bag of tricks. No, Ozzy not, like does the the these like seventies and
0: eighties. <laughs> he does these these short punctuated sentences. Um, typically, he doesn't he doesn't hold a lot of notes. Like he goes through mm-hmm. notes quickly. Whereas like on this album and, and similar to how Dio delivered, these guys are sitting in a note and really singing that note and vibratoing that note and mm-hmm. and really making a note work. Whereas Ozzy had such a different thing about him, and that like again. There's no replacing that guy, and the fact that Sabbath even had any success with Dio is a testament to the amount of talent that was in that band. Because by all rights, that should not have worked. But yeah. you know, here if the, like you said, if this had not been a Black Sabbath album, it probably would be regarded far more favorably. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it just lost the whole like there was Sabbath after Dio like that concept of just moving around this is to me this is where and again I don't know the whole details behind what happened to Zeppelin after bottom died but this is to me this is the same this is like what would didn't happen with Zeppelin they basically decided nope we're not continuing yeah Um, because I feel that they would have they'd replace their drummer probably eight times um John Paul Jones would have laughed at some point Jimmy Page would have been like why am I playing here and it would have
0: ended up the Robert <laughs> Plant solo band anyway it, it, yes at which are all pretty good albums
1: for the most part and I have a bunch of those too um but it wouldn't have been Zeppelin and nope. this is where you know even after when you switched over to Dio you still had Black Sabbath it's kind of like the shift for AC/DC when he shifted um on theirs
0: yep that's
1: it, fair it, it was kind of like this is still black sabbath it's van halen this is still van halen
0: and then it's i don't know about when, that that's a whole other discussion but we don't yeah. have time for that one. <laughs> when
1: when when deal left it was kind of like and you know even geezer butler was like oh, okay i'm done <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and ward was gone at that point so it's just sort of like the band's kind of falling apart there was only four of them to start with and you lose one you lose another one and then you start going away and tony was sitting there fighting for like dude i just want to do my own thing and for some reason he's still we went along with it or he's under contract or whatever just like okay <laughs> i don't understand it but uh yeah this this album itself doesn't have i was just listening to it to you before you came on and i can't tell you that there's anything that super stands out um but I, I like it well again i like it it's a vinyl record for me i can put it on and let it spin and it just kind of it's not that it all flows together it's just it you know it's just a good good sound there's no standouts there's no there's no paranoid there's no um you know neon nights or something like that there's nothing that just jumps out there's i always come back to uh <laughs> the chorus from no stranger to love which is just stupid
0: you no know, you know what as okay I, to be honest i basically hate that song but not because i don't think it's good because it's just it's so on the nose like it's just okay the best i'm trying i was trying to think of a comparison. And here's another Dio band for you, but the first couple Rainbow albums, well, the second and third ones specifically, Rainbow Rising and then uh, Long Live Rock and Roll, are absolutely amazing. And then they did an album with um, Graham Bonnet, which is actually really quite good. So after Graham Bonnet, I don't know how many other singers they had, but they eventually ended up with Lynn Turner. And arguably, Rainbow's biggest hit, other than "Since You've Been Gone," was uh, "Street of Dreams." Mm-mm. And I hate this song in the same way that I hate "Street of Dreams." Like, it's too good. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know if it's that. It's if it's kind of in like if it's the key it's in. Something about it just jives me so wrong. But I can recognize that, like. No Stranger to Love is actually like a really good power ballad.
1: It's an earworm song because it's the only lyric that sticks in my head. I've been living
0: on the streets. No Stranger to Love over and over. Yeah, and no. And and again, the way that he sings it just burrows in your brain. Oh, yeah. You get the lighter out and just like wave in the air. <laughs> it's, I mean, that's just the timing
1: of it. It's just perfect, and which is weird. To me because it's the second song on the album they yes. open up with they're kind of the, the rocker in for the kill and then go right into the like hold on a second we're going to drop the lights yeah, and right there the and you're like well I'm not ready for that yet
0: <laughs> I actually think in for the kill is a really good song in general yeah. Um and it is I'm not convinced that isn't a holdover from the Dio time that just didn't get recorded because it very much would have fit on mob rules it's just got that vibe um regardless the way that hughes sings that in the in the chorus where he sings higher is really good like that song is really good i'm a big fan of that one
1: yeah it got some reviews um so uh it got praised praised what he saw for the fiery Tunefulness that makes aggressive hard rockers like "In for the Kill," "Turn to Stone," which is the third song. I li- I like that one and "Danger Zone" uncommonly catchy. Danger Zone.
0: That's know, not that how one. it goes. I know. <laughs> Do you watch I Archer? Did. Lana, Lana, <laughs> yeah. Lana. Danger Zone.
1: <laughs> I d- I did see it come up. Like I was looking at it, I was like, oh, "Wait, they they covered that song?" And I was, like, "Hold on a second, Now that I can't possibly be. That.
0: Is this before or after Kenny Loggins? Hold on, I need I to check know. that. Keep talking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that was pretty funny. Um, it does say, though, that the, the, um, they felt the songwriting and vocal work fell flat on songs, such as um, the, the title track, Seven
0: Star, itself. Um, I'm going to disagree on that completely
1: but it it, it, the guy doing the review uh for all music who was apparently all over black sabbath on this particular wikipedia stuff says that the the album itself seemed completely misunderstood and an underrated album and again i think that's what we were talking about as a black sabbath album this is way down at the bottom in the 19 pile but if this was just a rock album from 1986
0: Yes, Not that happened to have Tony Iommi on it. Yeah, you'd be like, "Wow, that's yes. that's a pretty good uh, way to keep your career going and stay relevant." And that was the the thing. If they had changed
1: the name of the band and just gone totally separate, I think this would have worked at least for a little while. You know, maybe they would have put together a couple couple albums and then called it good. But you know, seventies and eighties, these guys were all flinging around like Carousel Candy. Yeah, um, you know, everybody was on everybody else's album. You know. No Ooh.
0: Pet. Here's an interesting piece of uh trivia for you. Random so Seven trivia. Star was released on January twenty eighth, nineteen eighty six, featuring a song called Danger Zone. Okay. In January of nineteen eighty six, also a song called Danger Zone was recorded by <laughs> Kenny Loggins and then released in May. I don't know. Top gun. <laughs> uh wow. so hard to say but uh, well, Kenny Loggins didn't even write this. What a turd! It was written, <laughs> written by Giorgio Moroder and I don't even know who the hell Tom Whitlock is. But regardless, anyway. But yes, okay. So let's go back to something you said there. So, the, uh, and this is in the Wikipedia thing where this uh, this fellow talks about how um, he felt the vocals were flat on Seventh Star. Seventh Star is the most Black Sabbath sounding album, song on this album. Right? Yeah, Do you agree with that? Slow slow. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of got that like with grindiness it to it. Yeah, nice. and it felt it. It definitely like when that one came on, my ears perked up because I'm like, oh, this is the only song in this album that I could actually say f- to me is a Black Sabbath song.
1: <laughs> I actually didn't like it the first time I heard it. Really? But then I wasn't listening in to it necessarily as a Black Sabbath album at right. that point, and it's I've grown to to like it more. You know, funny, this guy basically said, you know, Seven Stars, kind of a sucky song. Yeah, Glenn Hughes sings it still in concert. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah, right. And that's the thing. Like, this is is where this song in particular creates this blend of, like, this is a bad Black Sabbath album, but that's a great Black Sabbath song that doesn't belong on this album because it doesn't really fit with the rest of this album, which is really odd, but it's such a good song.
1: No, it's kind of cool on on vinyl and probably cassette tape if you still have that kind of media uh seven star is the last song on the side one yeah and i think it's kind of a cool way to go out yep. it is kind of low and slow and grinding and just kind of like uh i mean it's not dark and spooky or anything it's not black sabbath you no, know it's it doesn't have black any of sabbath, that supernatural
0: it's... type lyrics that that uh that they used to do but no it's just kind of a a, a Uh, interesting way to go out um this song would have been perfect on either side of an album if i was making a cd today uh on this if i was making this album i would put that song last on the on the album on a cd where that would be the last track Mm -hmm. also it's worth noting that this record clocks in at just under 35 minutes which is a wonderful amount of time (laughs) um I mean, it's about how much attention span I have at this point in my life. <laughs> so it's kind of perfect. But 7 Star, you know, at 5 minutes, 20 seconds, it's the easily the longest. It's not I lied, heart like a wheel is much longer. I mean, you know, overall, this is the thing. I, I always, like, judge albums by will I listen to this again when we're done talking. Because <laughs> many, many, many times it's like I'm listening to this thing once and I'm done or, or I'll listen to it a couple times for the sake of our conversation. And then I'm done. But honestly, I'd listen to this album. I, I might actually choose to put this album on. Like I, I, is it the best thing ever? Absolutely not. No, but it's, it's good enough to break into my listening rotation. Now, is it, does it truly stand out a bunch above a bunch of other stuff from that same time era? not probably not um however it's all up to you know the person and how they experience it so i think there's a fair amount to enjoy in this album honestly as long as you can get past the fact that it's not really a black sabbath album featuring <laughs> yeah, I Tony think if,
1: if you look at the mid 80s in general uh, there's so much amazing stuff coming out um uh, just take take the opening band For this tour which didn't last very long It was Van Halen Yeah right <laughs> um, Which you know, is amazing And how? they had they had toured with For the Born Again tour They toured with ACDC So like
0: how was... you know, The guys
1: that are in their prime At that point Black Sabbath was on the decline Because it was literally only Tony Iommi So you know uh, The music In that era was just to, on, on any genre scale it was was pretty amazing most most music times now this year is not that good i don't think the music's wonderful
0: <laughs> no
1: what but, but i mean if you took music from the 70s and 80s and even the 90s and stuff you could go like oh there was some amazing stuff that was released uh at one point uh one of these uh one of these black sabbath albums re- was released uh which one was it 90 I want to say 94. I lost my Wikipedia page. Wop um, wop. Anyways, it doesn't really matter which which one it was. Whatever one came out in 94 ish. And, and the reviews were like, yeah, Soundgarden Super Unknown was a better Black Sabbath album than this Black Sabbath album was. So it was definitely a decline in uh, what they were doing. Um, and I don't fault Iomi by any means. He was a million years old at that point. Yeah. I mean, the. Uh, Sabbath started in 68 they released right the first album in 1970 this is 86 16 years later and still doing pretty good considering the lineup
0: changes and stuff so I'm looking at a list of the top arbitrary hundred albums that came out in 1986 I don't feel like I even know any of these until I get to like Peter Gabriel so Uh that had sledgehammer and in your eyes but, yeah to say
1: that googling this album's released in 1986 comes up as the fifth choice down
0: oh, that's weird. <laughs> it's like they're listening to us probably a lot i mean you know john lennon had he was dead yeah. so that's uh live paul the, simon's
1: uh, Graceland came out run dmc raising hell the smith's queen is dead beastie boys like Hill came out
0: oh god master of puppets came out in 1986 Holy crap, I'm old. So right right so <laughs> so this this album came out three months before Master of Puppets. Wow, is that a uh, a sign of how things were going to change?
1: In, in you, yeah, considering that there is uh, there's so much considered the torch passing basically from Black Sabbath to Metallica at some point, as far as the heavy metal genre goes, in the same year they don't compare
0: <laughs> wow what a, what a strange time for music because also in this year the new kids on the block came out i mean and jenna jackson's control came out what you know? what a, yeah that what an interesting time period i mean when, when we're hitting just who made who i mean uh yeah. acdc that's a the uh, first melvin's album wow they, they might be giants came out dude a kind of magic which is maybe my favorite queen album oh invisible touch like so so it's interesting because this album is also at like this crossroads of stuff it's, happening musically
1: there's a lot of pop there's a start kind of that 80s hairband yeah bon jovi slippery when wet came out in august um
0: first album clapton, i ever owned
1: yeah clapton came out with august
0: david lee uh, roth eat him
1: and smile good lord uh, Van Halen's Fifty One Fifty came out uh, in March, the day after my birthday. Actually, that oh. year, Eurythmics, Revenge. Yeah, I mean, then you look. There's, you know, Duran Duran had an album that came out. There's, the, there's definitely some cross. Um, all oh, the Bagels, different light came out, but you also have like Iggy Pop has has a solo album. Yeah, um, you just said. Um, Paul McCartney's got some. Uh, a solo album, um, Alan Scoop album. He always has an album, but there's there's a changing of some of these guys that had been in bands in the '70s and now solo. Uh, like I said, Clapton had an album come out. You know, that's a solo album. Not, it's not he's not doing all his bands and stuff anymore right. at this point. Um, you're starting to get.
0: New releases. Peter Gabriel had released an album, but so did Chicago. They released 18. Um, So the times they were changing. So this album sits in an odd spot.
1: It's only five years
0: before Nevermind came out. (laughs) Kremni. Yeah.
1: Um, But that's, I think, but that goes back to what we were talking about is this really a black Sabbath album in a, yeah. in a time period of shifting that mid eighties shift where guns and roses is about to come out, master puppets had just dropped. Um, and then the whole eighties hair band stuff shift, you know, starts to, to go off and some of these other bands, there's a lot more pop culture, uh, Madonna kicked in uh, Janet Jackson stuff, all those things. The, the old crew is leaving their bands or getting kicked out and doing solo albums. Um this is one of those things where you're just like, it should not have been called Black Sabbath.
0: <laughs> no, and I guess that's the point that, that we, we keep coming back to, is like, musically, this is pretty good. Black Sabbath-wise, it's terrible. But I, I think if we take it out of that context and we just evaluate it as like a piece of music, mm-hmm. I think ultimately I side in favor of this album. I like it. Um I I like the singing, and honestly, it made me look into the Dead Daisies, which I listened to this week. And I'm like, "Hey, Glenn Hughes can still really sing. Imagine that!" Yeah, so yeah, that's cool. What's uh What song would you pick off of this bad boy? Um,
1: the song I would pick off. I would choose uh, "Turn to Stone," third song on the first uh, on the album. That's a
0: good choice. I like me. it. It's a
1: good. It's a good. Um, it's kind of a good rocking song.
0: Are there no singles from this album, technically?
1: Um, I think they released at some point No Stranger to Love Which I got to tell you something, streets, when when, when, Black,
0: no stranger to love.
1: when Black Sabbath's single is their the ballad first of all is a ballad and second of all that's the single way. I'll Kinda go with,
0: I'll go with you on Turn to Stone because my other choice would have been Seventh Star but we'll skip the uh... <laughs> the Two big songs and pick something different. Turn Stone's really good, too. Yeah, no complaints there. All right, so let's see what our choice is for the next session. You ready? Yeah. I'm gonna hit this number a wheel. bunch of times. Oh, Jack tannahill Greatest Hints, h i n t s. Cool. Um, I this is no idea who that is. I know, and I'm curious. <laughs> to, I was literally just talking about this album with my father this morning. Um, I have stories about this one so. Uh yeah, Jack Tannehill. Greatest hints. I believe this is on Spotify. Anyway, I totally lost my search button. Yeah, (laughs) you lost your search button. I'm sorry. Godspeed, Jack Jack Tannehill. All right, that does it for this week. Talk Talk to you soon, pal.